Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Oh, Tony, baby, you're a mess. Uh? Thank Grimes, it's Tuesday. It's time for Trend Lightly. Are you ready? The trending news podcast for anyone who is literally not an absolute virgin. <laughs> extremely online, extremely clueless, horny for Bitcoin. Oh, baby. You're in the right place. Now it's time to meet your host, the Irish-American tornado and the real princess of Wales. We are back. Molly McAleer and Tiffany Maddox. Welcome back, everyone, to Trend Lightly. It's me, Tiffany Scott Maddox, and with me, as always, my wonderful co-host, Molly McAleer. Hey, Molls. Hi. How are you? Hello. Hi. (laughs) What's going on, everyone? In America and other countries. There are other countries. <gasps> okay, this is for the this is for Bulgaria. Oh yeah. So if you're not in Bulgaria, you can skip this. <laughs> I sent you that dress that I bought. I'm and I've got two other pieces coming from Bulgaria to my house in the next couple of days from this like Bulgarian designer. I, they honestly that dress you like it was so cool and like don't oh now i'm scared because i like it's a little pricey and i want to buy it Mm. but i don't want it to run out Mm -hmm. and like all i could think was when you sent it to me was like oh i can make a crazy decision right now and just buy this dress that i technically probably can't really afford and then i was like oh I'm not going to know my size conversion because mm-hmm. I don't know my size in American right now. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, I, yeah, it, like very, very cool designer, but don't ask me I'm offline in Bulgaria. <laughs> well, I've got, what else have I got coming? I've got like another like tunic with uh, like a tunic dress with like a, a kind of high, neck uh, and it's got kind of like chiffon at the bottom which I'm gonna throw over some shiny leggings and I've got these really cool little like overall things for just like hanging out in but yeah they're called metamorphosa and they make very I'd say like (laughs) like very apocalyptic looking clothing in some ways like it's very much given like goth hunger games like lots of drapery and fabric and from what I can see they're pretty size inclusive. Like they size all the way down to extra small from extra small to like, I think they go up to like maybe 4XL and everything is made by hand in Bulgaria and they are the shit. 
I am living. So like the dress arrived, I tried it on, me and Billy were like obsessed with it. It has like this kind of really weird like structural thing at the bottom and it kind of looks like you're a little tulip petal and I'm waiting for the other things to drop but I'm already like foaming at the mouth for like something else. Everything's sort of drapey and asymmetric and like it kind of reminds me of All Saints like maybe 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, All Saints. I love an asymmetric. It Mm -hmm. works on me so well because I am asymmetric and it makes it look (laughs) intentional. Yes. Yes, very much. So is it important that Billy likes it because he's also going to be wearing it? Yeah, I know. We share all our clothes. <laughs> I know, especially on vacation. We do. We do like to. He's uh, He likes, you know, he likes clothes. He's a clothes boy. That's right. He is a clothes boy. Well, that's great, babe. I have a crazy fun story actually that I think should, is better for the afters. It's better oh. to be said in the privacy, but I, I had pretty eventful weekends this weekend. I'm trying to think of anything I did was safe for work. <laughs> but I don't think so. I mostly been sleeping a lot, dude. I'm turning into a log. Oh, but like you need it. You're, you know, you're a sleepy girl. And also, I feel very passionately about this that like our bodies have not caught up to the world in which we live. Like we're not designed to be like, go, go, go when like the seasons change. We're designed that like, this is the time of year where like we're supposed to retreat, hibernate, like take stock, like count the, you know, count the foods in the pantry. Like getting like, we're starting to get into the long winter. Even if you're in a place where the climate is pretty, you know, pretty decent the whole time. Like there is something about this sort of, close of the year and like what it does to us like in the ether and psychologically and yes I'm a witch but like I think there's a lot of truth to it I would never start anything new at this time of year like I would never I would never start one of my many businesses in November it would have to be spring because that's when you plant things and then you plant and tend in spring you harvest in summer and then you rest in winter and that goes for you sleepy girl you have to rest well my response to that is that it could be just that I'm being Michael. Myers? No, I, I'm Michael. I'm Michael. That's the name of me when I'm s- tired. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because I turn. I'm a teenage boy and I'm growing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, my family's like, "Where's Michael?" And I'm just like, they're like, "Michael's in his room sleeping. He's growing." Oh. So in some ways, I it's it's normal for me to be Michael this time of year, but <laughs> and I don't know why I'm Michael. I don't know why I picked that name. Just one time, I just noticed I was sleeping a lot, and, and I said it's because I'm Michael. Yeah, makes and you sense. can be you guys can be Michael too. Anyone listening, you can borrow Michael. I do would appreciate if it gets to be a, a regular bit that you cried at me. But <laughs> and so for me, I feel. On the other end of this holiday season, I will grow. Yeah. And I will be six inches, six inches tall. Maybe your big naturals will grow in. My big naturals could grow in, or my testicles could drop, or <laughs> my voice will start into deep end. You know, wait, Tiffany, so can I tell you that Eric and I we don't know what to do for Thanksgiving because normally we would go to Vegas or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I kind of really want to be moving soon and I kind of want to save money. And like, I cannot go to Vegas and not have a gambling addiction. Mm -hmm. 
And I, okay, so we were like, okay, let's stay around LA. And do you have, you might have Fogata Chow. Do you have that? Mm-mm. It's like a Brazilian, I believe, steakhouse. And they come around and they have meat on swords. Oh. And they cut off. You're like, oh, I want a little bit of prime rib. And they cut off a little garlicky, buttery prime rib. And then, you know, then you're like, good, I'm good. And then, like, you leave this little card out that says, like, more more meat, please. <gasps> and then someone will come along with chicken on a, on a steak. And they'll be like, do you want some chicken? And then you say, yeah. And they'll they'll carve it right off and put it on your plate. And then they bring around these little, like, fried cheeses. And there's also a buffet. And I didn't do the buffet last year because I was afraid of gluten. But, like, then I found out that the buffet is kind of irrelevant. And Eric was just making a big deal of it because he likes it. And so I was like, why was I sweating about this buffet so much? I should have just gotten the meats on a stick. So I suggested we go there. And then he's like, no, but I like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. So I have to, and I'm already planning because I I am my grandmother's daughter, okay? Like I have to figure out how to make everything as close to gluten-free and keto as possible for an entire Thanksgiving meal. And now he's not worried about this, but I worry about this greatly because mm-hmm. I, I need to have stuffing. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have stuffing? Yeah, I have a particularly good no bread stuffing, uh, which I'm happy to share the recipe for. It's just meat. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it's really, it's really good. It's like it's it's really good. And then you let it get charred a little, and then it's uh, it's like and it's caramelizes. It's really good. I'm sick though. If I could, I'd shove it in a turkey's ass myself. Like I really would because I do like I do like old-fashioned stuffing like we're talking starting off with the pepperidge farm mix and now for a lot of people out there it's november 5th you're thinking why the fuck are you why are you so concerned with with this with this thanksgiving thing already i know there's people listening who understand what i mean when i'm telling you i'm researching gluten-free and oh yeah, Tiffany, it is the dairy. <laughs> it is the dairy because oh, I had mate. to start doing test runs because I had been dairy free for like several weeks. So yesterday I did a test run. It's the dairy. Maybe that's why I'm Michael is because I'm growing. I'm growing into a lifestyle dairy free. Yeah, but I'm researching gluten-free, dairy-free cream of mushroom because you got to have the green bean casserole or they'll shoot you in the head. (laughs) The ghost of Thanksgiving will shoot you in the head? The ghost of Thanksgiving comes and they'll shoot you. It's the pilgrims. They come and shoot you in the head. (laughs) That's so fucked up. I know. It's really fucked. But like that is what happens. And I'm planning on bringing pigeon over for Thanksgiving. Oh, and cute. so I can't have pigeon can't see me get shot in the head by the no. by the ghost of the pilgrims. No, no, she can't see that happen to her mommy. I mean, you say you know when is Thanksgiving? End of November. Mm-hmm. It's coming up. Okay. No, so, it's um, it's like the twenty sixth or something. Okay. I mean, I think yeah, I think your planning is absolutely correct within this time frame. I want you to know that my mother 
has been sending me pictures. My mum's bought all of the quote unquote snacks for Christmas already. And then she told me, like, she keeps sending me updates and she was like, oh, I've just put in the order for the Chateaubriand. And I'm like, okay. And then she sent me, um, she's so bear in mind, me and Billy are going for three days. Right. And she sent me a, she sent me a video. Do you know how much wine she's bought? How much? 26 bottles. That's perfect. (laughs) That's perfect. I'm thinking you each do three a day and then, you know, have a little extra leftover in case a neighbor comes by. That's true. She said, just had my pre-Christmas Accardo delivery. The food is well sorted. I'm going to order the Chateaubriand cut this weekend. So it's the best beef. We'll order the Gold Award sausages and bacon for the pigs in blanket, plus sausage meat for stuffing balls, heritage smoked thin bacon, and for Billy for Christmas breakfast, salmon and caviar for us. Tons of sweets and Scooby snacks already sorted. Doing We an call ex- them Scooby snacks too. You do? Yeah, that's me and Shauna. She always calls them Scooby Scooby. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah, and she keeps them in what she calls the lotion basket, which is really just a basket on the corner of our kitchen counter. Oh, I love that. And she'd be like, there's Scoobies in the lotion basket. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we're the same. Whether, yeah, we, uh, yes. <laughs> Okay, continue. Salmon and caviar for us. Tons of extra crisps and Scooby snacks already sorted. Doing an extra wine and champagne order. Sparkling water done. Beer done. You'll be taking stuff home. And I was like, yum. Lovely. And then she said, just change my order to grab extra goodies. Not only do you get the top Portuguese reds, some would normally cost £30 a bottle, but I'm adding in a case of white, which is my normal order. And I've got a 30% off plus extra champagne. I now also have the posh decanter. Eight new wine glasses. And I was like, okay, great. (laughs) That's great. And then she said, 26 bottles, including one champagne, two very expensive bottles of red, all for £219 bargain. I've already got port, so my guess is the roast beef and cheese board will accompany these nicely. And I was just like, I've just woken up with a hangover, so I can't really think too much about that this morning. Sure. But that's a very good stash, (laughs) mum. Oh, yeah. See, like, that's... This is this was very much what happened in my family too. And by the way, as soon as I, you know, you started to tell me, I was thinking of, you know, Ruth McAleer would have had the entire china set out. <laughs> she would have gotten, she would have had one of my uncles go up to the, you know, go up to wherever she kept the china, and would be like, go get the Thanksgiving china, and the table would have been set complete with everything but napkins and then she would cover them cover everything loosely so it wouldn't get dusty and then but the entire table would be set for 12 to 15 people by now for thanksgiving right right yeah just in case it's really that macular anxiety that i don't think you know i have always said to my mom and my aunts and uncles like as an adult some of the particulars that my Nana had were not just her being an impossible bitch, which they <laughs> kind of all chalked it up to. It was more that she just is a person that I identify with so much because she has fucking, she had major fucking anxiety. Like, just, I mean, who the hell has the kitchen, who has the dining room table set yeah. on November 5th for right. Thanksgiving? Only a person with insane anxiety. <laughs> Yes. It's like, what do you think is going to happen? Because she enjoyed no part of it. Like, that's the other thing. It wasn't like a thing where she was like, 
you know, really looking forward because she loved looking at those plates. No, this was about just making sure. And and then you think about it and it's like she had six kids. My grandfather was a professor. He was working all the time. You know, he was an author, too. And so like he just and so I'm like, this is just a woman that I have. I have a great deal of sensitivity towards her plight now, I will say. Yeah. But once again, I'm asking all my fellow Americans, why the fuck can't I buy half a celery? (laughs) Why, when I get a celery, do I have to buy a whole log of celery? I know. It's too much. Yeah. Sell me half a celery, goddammit. But yeah, this was a good pep talk because I, when I go over to Eric's tonight, I have to take it very, very seriously mm-hmm. and not deal with any sort of we'll worry about it when the time comes behavior. No. Because I got to be, I got to be looking at, at the sales. Mm-hmm. I got to be, I have to order a half turkey from Arts Meat Market in Delhi in Glendale, which has the best. And he's like, we can get it. I'm like, I don't care what you think. Like, this is, like, if we're going to This isn't about you. Yeah, no, I know. And he's like, and it's like, well, it is about him in that he wants to have this dumb fucking traditional meal. I know. I'm like, can we go to Fogo de Chao and, like, get, like, fucking beef stripped off the goddamn sword? Like, hello? Like, that sounds Thanksgiving to me. We'll go, we'll go for Christmas Eve or something, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And also, Michael- and also <laughs> channeling Ruth. Okay. Any other fun bobs and bits and bobs before we get into our stories? Uh, no. Okay. And guys, <laughs> make sure you head over to the afters because you're going to hear one hell of a fucking personal story from Mama. As well as also all the news stories that we don't cover on the main show. The afters is on our Patreon, patreon.com slash solid listen. We did last week's episode of really scary creepypastas. <gasps> so scary. But I'm so, I was so, Tiffany, I could barely sleep. I haven't slept all Maybe week. That's why I'm being Michael now is because <gasps> I just was shaking awake. Oh, like, oh. And anytime I'd close my eyes, I'd see Santa. And I was like, ah, oh. mm-hmm. you know, so it was so scary. So if you want to go, you can listen to last week's for a buck, but usually it's five. And you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening, just go to the show's page and it's going to give you an option to subscribe and you get two weeks for free. It's good. I I like it. People like it. People say they like it. It's one of my faves. It's one of my faves. Because there's no format really except, you know, we really, oh God, Christ, there's a bug on me. Oh God. All right. Let's get (laughs) (laughs) a beautiful picture of my life. I love that you said that. There's no format because everybody knows that this main show is incredibly structured down to the letter, very regimented. I'm not smoking weed and hat coughing half the episode. (laughs) We're not taking regular breaks to get wine and pee because we are aging. Aging ladies. (laughs) Two perimenopausal crones. (laughs) If you listen to, I know, I think, thank God I still get my period and thank God I get to tell you guys about it. All right. Let's get into, were we right or were we not right about Heidi? Listen, I think it's borderline. I agree. Because I, I don't think the vision was incorrect. I think we just maybe like weren't so dialed into the universe. We weren't wrong. We were just early. 
That's what I think. Well, okay, yeah, there's, okay, two things. One, birds are not mammals. No, and they're evolved from dinosaurs who are what? Reptilian. Reptilian. Yep. Two, she posted uh, like a in the in the process of type picture and her entire head was covered with scales. Mm-hmm. And so people were like, particularly Kristen. Kristen, I think her name is. She has a pink in her profile photo. <laughs> she is very nice to us and, and a long-term supporter. And I'm really fucking sorry for not being able to pull that name out of my hat right away. But she was like, scales. Yes. And yes. we thought we were, we were like, oh my God, we're right. Like we were so excited. And then, cause that, that's all that matters in life. Right. Yeah. And then, then we see that she pulled something out that is just so perfectly Heidi, so wonderful. She was a, a peacock. <laughs> and her costume involved many other people. So she was like the base of the peacock. And like she was in this kind of like blue leotard with like a peacock face. And then the peacock feathers were all made of people from Cirque du Soleil. Is that where they were from? Yeah. So th- this is what got me thinking. So this was like a collab with Cirque du Soleil. And I was wondering, well, I wasn't wondering, but I was thinking about it. I was like, actually, Heidi Klum's costume is a, every year is a very fucking unique branding opportunity. Like what a unique PR opportunity if you essentially are sponsoring that costume. I, I do think she's in it for the love of the game too much, but I don't mind, I don't mind this way of thinking because I'm, I, I, I can, I already know where this is going. So I'm like, I mean, Maybe she maybe she loves Cirque du Soleil and was like, oh, let's do something like fun and, and crazy. I, like I love the costumes, whatever. I'd love to do something with you guys. Because usually she would collab with that special effects people that she collabs with like every year for like the last few years. And so this year was different. It was like a different makeup designer and everything. And then I was, and then of course the video that Cirque du Soleil put up as them sort of uh, prepping and talking about Heidi's costume. Great PR opportunity, great. So here's my question. Who else, if anyone, do you think could do a good branded collab with Heidi Klum? Oh, I thought you were going to say Tim Gunn is going to star in <laughs> Serve Just the Lay. <laughs> Real quick, though, do you think that Tim Gunn and Heidi are still friends? Because I know Tim Gunn is like his career is over because he basically said like, I don't get Anna, Anna Wintour's deal. Like She's not even that fabulous or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But do you think that they're still friends? Yes. I would hope so. I think so. But okay, who else could do – oh, I mean like it could really be any anyone. Mm-hmm. I would love to see like Cardi B do something. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be interesting? Because she's very into the visuals, Sunny. She is. That's true. And I think that she's pretty brand safe and believe it or not. I do think she's pretty brand safe. Well, her and Offset were like two very big influencers promoting TikTok like years ago when TikTok yeah. did like a huge media buy just after like, just after they'd launched, honestly, like properly launched. Yeah, her and Offset were, they were, they were pushing it really hard. I think Doja. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, She's like a dancer before she's even a musician. She was a dancer forever. And she... She can turn a weird look. I'll give her that. She likes a... Can, yeah, she likes a high concept look. Yeah. Or maybe Helena Bonham Carter. 
those are my those are my search of soleil people. What about you? Well, I was thinking more like if I was looking for a brand that could sponsor next year's Heidi costume and make oh, it like neat. That's what you were saying. Yeah. White claw. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, girl. I don't know. She could just be a big can of something. <laughs> she could be a can. I mean that I mean, come on, that'd rip if if Heidi Klum was just a can. Yeah. Like a silver can. That's that um has that like sort of ingenuity of like when you let a kid of a certain age be whatever they want for Halloween mm-hmm. and they're like, I want to be a can. I'd love it if like someone, some kind of skincare brand, like I don't know, like who's got enough money? Like if like L'Oreal or Garnier were to sponsor it and she came as like a serum and then she like slithered in. <laughs> she oh, just, like, yeah. All greased up. She just like slithered in like a big goop of serum. But who was the guy who was with her that was an egg? That was her partner, wasn't it? Her husband. That That's her husband? I think so. That's fucking insane. Bring back Heidi and Seal. Yeah, I know. I know. That's I, her husband. Yeah. I literally was like, who is this homely little like guy next to her? No, <laughs> well, he, he was an egg. <laughs> I know, but like he like literally just like his face was insane. Like I like couldn't stop staring at it. It really stole the show. Even with Heidi's clacking of her beak, which was wild. That was that was fun. I'd be doing that all night. One hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, I saw her inside worm outfit, by the way. I looked it up. Okay. And she was just wearing the worm face and like a sort of complicated but easier dress underneath. Yeah, makes sense because you'd want to pee and like. And you, but you do want that worm face. It's true. You do. You do. Sorry if I was underwhelming. I didn't understand the game. Oh, it's okay. Okay. I was unclear. You were unclear on where I was going with it? No, on explaining the game. Oh. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Michael's Michael did take ahead of a joint. I apologize. Oh, Michael. 
Last time I have a chron- I have chronic pain. Legalize it. Okay, Tiffany, this is fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. And I want to get your perspective on what the hell you- what the hell you think <laughs> happened here. Okay. So, I'm going to say full disclosure, I don't know anything about this, so I'm I'm like a I'm a fresh, clean empty space from which you can tell me things. I'm I'm unclouded with anything. Travis Kelsey obviously has his own PR, right? He's not one of those athletes that's casual about it, right? And he's got the podcast and everything else. So Pia Malihi is his long-term publicist. They've been working together for a while. She was seen in the box with Taylor, there was a thing earlier on where, do you remember those notes were released that was like, this is the notes that Taylor Swift mm. brought to the game? Mm-hmm. Well, that was posted to Dumois, and Pia got in the comments and said, not true, I'm Travis's publicist, this never happened or something. Mm-hmm. And so it appears that Dumois and Pia actually have a little bit of a friendship little bit of a relationship right huh. now and i want to go i want to go way way back for a second and say that i think jason and taylor have probably been dating since around july because i remember after maddie healy i don't think you were on this episode i think this was the one where my friend krista was filling in for you mm-hmm. like dumois had said that taylor was seeing someone who was more low-key like not in the not in like the entertainment business, right? It was something like that. And I'm kind of thinking like, oh, fuck, is that why? Because did I tell you that one of Travis Kelsey's like teammates is brothers with the guy that is clearly fa- like Taylor's favorite dancer on her tour? Oh. Yes. And so, because I was really noticing like how much extra he was really cut into the Eras tour movie, which I, oh, I saw that with Eric. And it was, he said, you know, yeah, it was a Taylor Swift concert. It's kind of what I expected. And I was like, yeah, because I didn't really, I liked the movie. It was amazing, but they didn't show enough mm-hmm. of the like amazing stage and stuff like that. And her fucking broke ass cut cardigan. And while his dreams, fucking poor loser. So anyway. <laughs> So Pia's likely been dealing with this for a while. And I think that what with the PR that we're seeing in the PR relationship is the way that they're rolling this out. Mm-hmm. So Pia's sort of started to become known. Everyone knows that Taylor Swift's publicist is ninja superstar Tree Pain, who mm-hmm. just she blows it out, right? So anyway, we assumed everything was normal that that Travis was still with his PR, whatever else. But then Pia's birthday came up, okay? And she was posting, reposting a bunch of her friends who had wished her happy birthday. Embarrassing behavior or not? I was going to say very embarrassing behavior. There's there's nothing more embarrassing. <laughs> then, like, like even just, I know, it, it drives me, it makes me feel sad oh, yeah. when I see people restory. Like, I mean, like, I'll do, like, one or two, if, if it's something that, 
it's like I look at that and that's like a really great memory for me too or like right. that's just like oh wow this is like this person hit the nail on the head this is so dope or whatever but I mean you're not gonna catch me doing she has one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve 12 what I assume were reposts of people wishing her a happy birthday. Oh, Pia. Dark. Yeah. But she's a publicist. And so she probably, it's, you know, appearing likable right. and kissing ass back is, uh, is part of the job, right? Mm -hmm. So one of her friends who I honestly, if I was Pia, I would want to hurt someone. Okay, it's it's Amanda Metviner, okay? Or I yeah, I think that's her name. Post happy birthday to our Roman Empire. And then it's like three pictures of Pia in a little collage with a fourth picture laid over the top of Taylor Swift. And this is like this is something that has been taken from someone else's Instagram story. So this is like an us weekly repost of an Instagram story. And there's a clown emoji over Taylor's face. Oh. And it almost seems like something that was not made from scratch, but that this blue image was in a group chat or something. Oh. It makes me wonder. But it says, yeah, so it says, happy birthday to the Ro our Roman Empire clown emoji over Taylor Swift's face. Love you so much blue heart now let's say you and your friends are doing what probably everyone else in this country does and talking shit about someone you don't like to work with or someone who's a pain in the ass right uh -huh. if that person knowing that this is something that is like tied to something very fucking important even posted to their story I would be like, that's not a friend move. Like you're mm -hmm. letting you're letting like my grievances with someone else that are like could actually affect my life mm -hmm. out in the public. Like that's fucked. Mm -hmm. This is, by the way, this is exactly the kind of thing that gets me fired up. This kind of like behavior, period, because it's so like mean, unnecessary, and most importantly, fucking dumb. Like, it's so dumb to do this, right? So Pia reposts that to her story. And she already has a shit ton of Swifties following her because she had put up the thing on Dumois identifying herself as Travis's publicist. Mm -hmm. So Swifties start to freak the fuck out. The story gets taken down. Pia's friend winds up writing into Dumois and saying that she's the one who posted the picture. I guess Pia had come out and said that it was someone who was posting for like on her behalf. Okay. And I just, I, I mean, like, I just, I got to tell you what, I don't know what, what the hell these people are thinking. There is a theory going around on TikTok, which I want to play. But where I'm at right now with was I clear? Was that like a good storytelling? That was a good summary for sure. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much every detail as well. But there's been no news from Travis's camp, if he even has one at this point, about any of this, nor Taylor's. So I just want to say that they're like pretending this hasn't happened yet. 
what do you what do you, what is your initial takeaway? I just I feel like if your job is to do PR, then you're not doing good PR if your friends are doing mad PR out in the world. And are you someone who lets someone else post to your account? No. Like to like you know, everyone That's bad PR. Like <laughs> everyone's a little selfish on their birthday. You know, like everyone's a little like pumped to be like looking at what people have to say, you know, on their birthday. Cause right. it's nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, so you're gonna be on your own social media. Like, I'm not believing someone who does this shit for a living, who like is social media adept enough and aware of like clout enough to be commenting on Dumois identifying herself as Travis's publicist, no. right? It's a little jank. Like, like that is even a little like, yeah, it's a little It's janky. also like rude. It's like when like people like have someone else write their thank you notes or whatever. It's like, it's just a little rude mm-hmm. to ha- like the idea of someone else like reposting your birthday wishes to a story. Yeah. Like, is there, is nothing sacred? So... <laughs> People are wondering if she's going to get fired for this, right? Like, because this is definitely, I would say, a fireable offense. Yeah. Even if she wasn't Taylor Swift, it's a really fucking insane bogan move to post your boss's partner with a clown emoji over their face. The girl that originally posted this is claiming now that she thought it was a birthday clown. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. I don't buy it. Oh, I'm looking at the Reddit the comments underneath this on the FOMAR subreddit, and I am very, I am very much in agreement with all of these comments. Pia's friend is messy for that because it's a collage. She could have chosen any other pick, but she chose that one and put the clown emoji. Pia should be smarter than that as a PR person. Swifties are actively watching. She works in PR. Her trying to sell it as an accident is never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, if you do PR as a job. This is very embarrassing. So I'm going to play you this theory that's been going around. And I just, when I saw this girl's take, I was like, first of all, she's strong. She's confident. She gets it. So I'm going to play her video. Why would you put a clown emoji over Taylor? And even if that was your friend that put it, why would you repost that? She's already been let go. No way that she posts that without having already been let go. She probably has a lot of shit that she can't say because she's still under an NDA, but she's told her friends enough where they know that a clown emoji may be appropriate, at least in her eyes. And she's not thinking that the Swifties are gonna see this, but they are, they will. The Swifties are like clairvoyants. They literally know that I'm talking to you right now as I'm recording this in the past. So to the Swifties that are calling for this lady to be fired, I think that we're getting this content as a result of her being fired. Agree. Yeah. Hard agree. This is someone who's had a bad taste left in their mouth, I think. It, this is Elena Bell, by the way, who made this video. Shout out to her. Great red hair. Loved, loved Gorgeous this. Gorgeous So You are so right. She, like, this is her friends announcing her being fired, basically, mm-hmm. which is also still great. I, I can't even, Tiffany, I would be so mad. I would be so mad if someone did this to me. Take this as a heed this as a warning if we are friends and you're hearing this. <laughs> we are. Do not ever fucking pull this shit on me. Okay? Like this is this is insane that this was done. People are also thinking, Tiffany, that maybe Pia and Travis 
used to fuck. <gasps> oh, spicy. Which I'm kind of like, yup, because like that's like, ex- so like, let's say Tree Pain said, you know, we can't have another publicist. Maybe I would think if if anything, like Pia, when she identified herself on Dumois, like that's exactly the kind of thing Tree Pain doesn't do. Mm-hmm. Like Taylor's PR is stunning. Okay. So there's no way that that was like a great move. It seems a little bit out of pocket. I also think that if Pia is the one who tipped off Dumois, which I believe she might have been, and my my gut instinct is that Pia or one of her friends was the one who reported that Taylor might have been dating Travis back as far as January when they posted that she was dating a guy in a different field. When was the last vacation you went on? Not the one before the one? Oh, um, May. Happened in May? Mm-hmm. Did you go away in July? No. Uh, other, no. Did my dog die in July? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so maybe that. <laughs> oh, so maybe that's God. why I wasn't here. Oh, Tiffany. I know. I'm so sorry. I know. I keep getting the sads about it. I keep yeah. remembering. I had a cry last night, and I was like, "Oh my God, when's it going to end?" It hits you something. No, it won't. It will, like, it'll happen maybe less a little bit, but, like, I'll still, like, yeah, I'll still, like, show up somewhere, like, with a little bit of, like, a bloated eye being like, oh, no, I'm fine. I was just crying about my dead dog. Like, (laughs) like, it'll hit you sometimes. Like, I felt very sad about Blue, like, the day before yesterday, and I was just like, man, that was the best cat. Yeah. And I love Pigeon more than I knew I could, Mm -hmm. but like blue was like a great cat and so was cleo you know Mm. so anyway but they you know they leave a mark they leave a mark they do anyway you know who hasn't experienced pet loss before taylor swift so (laughs) (laughs) i need to know what you think about this like because i for me it's one of those things where Maybe now this is my Roman Empire. You know, maybe I'll say that because I want to know what the fuck was going on. Like, I'm guessing Tree Payne just said, like, I'll handle this. Had to have been. Uh, like, I think that possibly a series of unfortunate events led up to Pia being fired. I believe that in my soul. She was already let go. And this was like a little kind of micro fuck you. Well, you know, Tree and Tree and Pia must have been working together mm. because, like, their camps were each issuing statements about how things, you know, how one was feeling about, you yeah. know, Travis's head over heels for Taylor or whatever. And so, I think they were probably collabing. Yeah, they had to have been. And then, like, some other shoe dropped. Yeah, I don't know how how experienced Pierre like was or how like what her client base was like so actually you know what she's done PR for Scooter Braun oh okay mm-hmm. so maybe just all of these little things death by a thousand cuts were just they kind of <laughs> tipped the scale and it was a question of like this is like Trav and Tay are real and this is really happening and now like this is going to go into the big leagues. I don't think Pierre should be handling his PR. It's too much of a loose cannon. 
fucking tea pain comes in. <laughs> tree, tree pain. And uh, I know, I know. <laughs> and is like, she's got to go. Like, we need a scalp. Like, has you know, we've got to, we've got to take her out. And then done so. She's off. Did you say death by a thousand cuts on purpose? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were doing that on purpose or not because you're a genius. Why? <laughs> well, that's because that's the name of one of her songs. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, no. I, I was – yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. What? Yeah, in that case, I did mean it that way. I don't know. You did. Well, you are, you're totally a Swifty. I'm going to make one out of you. So, yeah, I'm going to post her little thing here. I, I don't know. I mean – yeah, it seems like she's had some pretty – I wonder how she wound up with him. Hmm. The theory of them potentially have, having boned, given that Travis was the NFL's most eligible bachelor, would also be one of the things that could tip the scale, which is like this is the potential to be a little too messy, and so you need to get out of Dodge. Yeah. Fuck. Well – it is what it is, baby. And that's life. That's life, you know? And I've, I've been saying that for years. You have. Yeah. I have been saying that. You have been saying that. It's <sighs> alienated a lot of people, but I, it's just what I believe. Okay, do you want to talk about Megan and Nikki? Oh, yeah. So Megan the Stallions released a new single called Cobra. Have you heard it? I have heard it. I listened to it before we started today. I got to say, this is probably the most relatable bit of a rap I've ever heard is when she said, this pussy depressed. <laughs> Dude, I know. Like, I just was like, yeah, th- listen, there's some lines in it that are really great. I did not understand the production. Of the video? No. Oh, I didn't see the video. Oh. I mean, like, the music. Like, I didn't understand the bass. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the – you know what I mean? hmm And I – and Meg has, like, a lot of people say she has one flow. I don't think that's true. But this no. – what's good about it is that this is sort of that flow that people really know her from. And I, I liked I liked that you know, that she came out with something that sounded somewhat familiar. Yeah. Megan's had a, she's had a real tough time of it, like of late. And I have a lot of time for Meg. I think she's unbelievably talented, very smart. She seems like incredibly sweet. And I really, truly just always want the best for her. So it's a little heartbreaking because this song Cobra is, is like, it's very raw. It's about like, her having a bit of a breakdown with everybody watching and her being very depressed. There's this bit where she just says, I miss my parents. I actually, that hit me so hard because I do think of, about that a lot with her, about how she rose to fame, like right when her mom and grandma died. Yeah. And like, meanwhile, like still getting her degree. Yeah. Still like, you know, putting out all these great hits. I'm like, yeah, she's always, yeah, she's always admitted to, you know, drinking really hard and stuff like that. But like, it just the whole context of it, like it felt, you could really feel her pain. She's been through so much. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I was thinking too about how like with the whole Tory Lane shit for all she caught for it, she wasn't even the one who brought charges. I know. 
on that, I got to tell you, there's something that really infuriates me that like Discovery Plus has been doing where they do like a kind of like, you know, somebody versus somebody. And then they do it as two episodes and they do one from one person's perspective and one from another person's perspective. And they did one that was like Johnny versus Amber. And I have to say, like, even though there was supposed to be a point of view from Amber's perspective, it was still very heavily biased in Johnny's favor. And I saw losers. That, losers. I saw, um, and I saw they'd been trailing this one called like Megan versus Tory Lanes, like who's right? And I'm like Megan, the the woman who got shot. That's this isn't like we don't need to have a fucking like trial by media about this. Like, what the fuck is this? Additionally, like, I don't think she wants to be right. Like, I don't think she wanted anything to do with it. And, like, that's the part that's so, like, I just, my heart breaks for her. Like, imagine, just, like, you don't want anything to fucking do with it. Yeah. And you have no, like, there's no other option. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that, yeah, that's the thing. That's awful. It's because, like, in any sort of it's more comfortable to be quiet sometimes about things Mm -hmm. and like that. And that was taken from her Mm -hmm. and it's good that the motherfuckers in jail, but like losing her friend to all this and everything. Yeah. She's had, she's had a rough time and the song is very raw. She kind of talks a lot about suicidal ideations and, and people kind of profiting off her. And even though she's kind of going through all of this shit, it's really interesting as well. Like isn't her latest, record entirely independent like she's kind of split from her label and everything now. that's right this isn't yeah this is an independent production that's right wow that's very cool yeah so she's definitely like she's doing something she's looking after herself it seems like she's kind of like reclaiming some of her, her power and autonomy and she's being incredibly vulnerable and very very raw what happened with her label again i'm not entirely sure to be honest it wouldn't surprise me based on based on what she says in Cobra that maybe she felt like she wasn't being properly cared for. Oh, it was uh, uh, breaking down and the, I had the whole world watching. But the worst part is who watched me every night I cried, I almost died and nobody close tried to stop it. Long as everyone's getting paid, right? Everything will be okay, right? I'm winning. So nobody tripping. Bet if I fall off, everybody go missing. Mm. so maybe that could have been some kind of catalyst like being locked into a contract maybe having to pump out like pop friendly hits when you're just at the at the lowest ebb will probably make you want to reclaim some of that back for yourself pure speculation on my part obviously but i feel like the main people that broke during like the quarantine era like they've been through it yeah like i don't know what it like I the like the main like like Doja too like the main rap girlies I know Megan and Doja have both been making music for like over a decade before they blew up but it just like that must have just been such a strange time mm-hmm. to become famous you know and they they really once people started performing again they really they really worked those girls yes Doja in particular I think we like softly predicted that dojo was gonna have some sort of like mental break quite a while back but anyway so megan posts the, you know megan releases the song posts the video whatever and then Nicki minaj posts a what some people believe to be a sub tweet 
which is a meme of Jose Mourinho with a pair of headphones with an anguished face kind of tearing them off. Mm, yeah, that meme. That meme. And so people assume that that's a, that's a reaction to, to Meg's song. And by the way, like one would fucking hope that like you are not, you never become such a petty person that every single time you subtweet, everyone knows who you're talking about. I know. But like Nikki has been the petty of late. There was something else that she did a few weeks ago and like, forgive me, I cannot remember what it was. And every time... It was like something she said on live, like maybe TikTok live. I think I totally forget. So if if anyone remembers, please let me know. But and I remember thinking like, Nicki Minaj, you are too you're too talented to be this insecure, and you're too talented to be this petty. Like this is this is wow. like not the vibe. She always has been, you know. Petty is her married name, but someone on the Dumois Reddit said like Nikki just or maybe pop culture chat Nikki just because your man likes teenage girls doesn't mean you got to act like one. Oh god. You know, I'm listen, I am like an OG Barb. Mm-hmm. Like I I have always loved Nikki Minaj since her mixtapes. Like she's just I her very early on fan with her. And it just bums me out it bums me out do you but do you know what the what the stands claim their beef is what so it is that i guess nikki and meg had they had collabed on something i forget what it was or they were going to collab on something and they were doing a tiktok live during quarantine and meg was drinking wine and Nikki wasn't and Nikki you know Meg started to try and convince Nikki to go get a drink and she said I don't want to have one and you never know if you're pregnant or something and Megan told her like she made like made a joke she was a like, girl you could just go to the clinic or something <laughs> and Nikki took that very seriously okay and I, she had made some sort of comment about, like, that bitch, that drunk bitch tried to tell me to kill my baby. Okay. So, but, like, I don't think she's pregnant, honey. So, it's, like, that's allegedly part of the beef. And then I think also you couldn't underestimate whatever element of it has to do with Cardi. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's really, like, I find that I find it all really sad, TBH, because... I like I fucking loved Nicki Minaj and it is it's really disappointing like I think she did she did a lot like she she paved the way in a lot of ways and like she was this kind of like such a an explosive talent and I think there was a real opportunity to like bring other people along with her and it and she has zero desire to do that like with other women fuck no like absolutely not and i find that just like a waste <laughs> like and i don't and i and i know that like people pit women you know against each other in particular in rap because you know there can be only one you know female rapper at any one time because god forbid there's more than one but i think it's really telling that like 
when uh, Lady Lesher, the UK MC who was beyond fucking talented, was trying to break the states, one of the things the label wanted her to do was start a beef with Nicki Minaj. And it's like, because it's so easy to, like, it's so easy to bait her. And she was like, she was like, fuck no. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I respect Nikki. Like, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to make my name off the back of putting another woman down? Because, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I feel like it's, it's a type of behavior that feels like, I don't know. Like it's giving, it's giving like cluster B a little. What's cluster B? A cluster B person out, like it could like borderline is in there. I mean, there's also like antisocial. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think she has that, but like th- it does seem like she has this sort of like. I don't know. I mean, if if her brain stopped developing when she got famous at like maybe what twenty four or something, mm. she was a very immature twenty four year old. Mm. Like she just has so much. Like you are. Like she's everything. Like yeah. yeah. She's so like, fucking talented. It's like such a waste. Like this is such a fucking waste. She's in my top five, I think, rappers of all time. I really do think that she could be. She's like dances in and out of that for me all the time. Mm-hmm. But she's, I think, yeah, you're right. She, because like she's not, you could say like, you know, there was Lil' Kim, but like I, and looking back, like I don't think it's really a contest. And no matter what, Nikki you know, she, she came at the right time. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Yeah. So yeah, I think Nikki's kind of like a loser for that. Yeah. I think the honestly, like the most recent interactions with her, which are one way because she doesn't interact with me, but the most recent sort of like things I've seen of her, she seems actually quite profoundly sad. And, and that makes me sad. And I just think she's like locked in the house with someone on like house arrest. Yeah. I'm happy she has Papa Bear. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's it's not a if if this was indeed a slight towards uh towards Megan, uh, it's it's really not a good look. In particular She posted two things. She did. So like she did a follow up post which was a bunch of memes of like, you know reading your phone and watching everybody like side-eyeing and you know she posted the Sarah Paulson meme you know where she's like cackling in bed looking at a screen and like laughing so it's like very much enjoying the drama of it all is what it looked like but without saying anything but implying oh I'm kind of loving that I've riled people up just by posting this is what I would get like yeah it's it's interesting because like I would say that Nikki is kind of she sets the tone for Stan Twitter. And I think you could say that a little bit about Ariana when she was on Twitter active. And then like, of course you have Cardi going like, should I die? Question mark. Like in response to someone, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is so funny to me, but like, I don't think she's like, I don't think that she's petty the way that like, Ariana and Nikki could be, but do we want to hear what Azalea's read on Nikki a couple of months ago was? Yes, I do. This will be a nice transition into our next story as well. <laughs> yeah, take it away. Okay. Every day I think deeply at every motherfucker in the world who had the nerve to tell Nikki she couldn't also make millions of dollars singing shitty pop songs like her white female counterparts do without thinking twice. 
All that ghetto-ass self-hating backlash she received for starships had to be orchestrated by all the white pop stars that were on the bench during Nikki's dominance. Like, I don't think you know how angry these pop girls were that there was a black woman in their space. And damn, Harvey, putting her songs in the pop category was a, was a power move. Harvey been in this music industry for decades. He's seen black female artists cry for being shoved in the urban categories, despite having the most popular records of the year. He was really wholeheartedly trying to restore order because Nicki Minaj is a pop music beast. I really wish she went full Euro trash for the Aqua Girl track. We love Ice Spice, but this should have been the return of the queen of fucking bubblegum pop. Charlie XCX thinks she's eating it, but she's just too boring and brunette to actually pull it off. <laughs> this really was Nikki's moment, but Sis really doesn't understand that she's going to have to continuously be forced to acknowledge new rap girls and be used as a marketing pawn until she separate fully from any and all associations and relations with sex offenders. Like she's going to spend the rest of her career doing lame collabs and having trash beef because of the sex offender shit. For someone seemingly so smart, you think that this would be obvious. Ugh, Nikki, please stop doing these trash collabs. I Spice Heike ate you in your own space. The original of Princess Diana is better too. Desperation and defeat is not a good look on you. Please realize that the game being played against you is bigger than whatever flavor of the moment girl hits the scene. Please stop trying to out-hood rat these new girls and get back to boxing these white pop stars out in the name of LaGuardia. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, I love in the name of LaGuardia. Yeah, she's right. It's like, I love it when she's thoughtful. Yeah, she because she fucking like, she loves Nikki. She like, she, she will always, you know, with people she loves, she'll read them with love. And like, she's not incorrect. Like she really could have had this resurgence in amongst the Barbie girl of it all. I mean, the Barbs, the Barbie, like it was a wasted opportunity, I feel. Grace is such an underutilized thing sometimes. Yes, it is. You know, like I really feel like Nikki, like I'm not even going to call her like one of the older, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think she's like in that place of being quote unquote older, but like, I do think that, you know, Mariah Carey is someone who can be shady, but also exhibit a lot of grace mm -hmm. and like that would do Nikki so well. And she deserves that. She deserves to treat herself that well. She does. She does. And like the good, the thing, <laughs> the thing that people don't understand about the grace of it all is that like it truly does elevate and separate you from like people who would otherwise be your peers more than you trying to rail against them because it just like it puts you in a position of like knowing an authority and like being totally secure in one's own self and talents and achievements mm -hmm. that you're able to make and create space for others when you're trying to like bogart that space all it does is show people that you you're not happy and secure with yourself that you don't yeah. think you're worthy of like being you know elevated to the next level to legendary status legends do not get bothered 100 percent. like that's the that's like the point it's like i admire any artist who can do that and famous person period yes that sort of unbothered thing even when you know, because like it's very also common to talk about how hurt 
certain things can make you. And I feel like just not even acknowledging that is so powerful too, but that takes a lot of work to get there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway. More Azalea news. <laughs> you know who's like that? Eminem. Oh. Like Eminem doesn't really do anything unless it's in his work. He stays out of the business. Like he's, you know, he's super well-respected, yeah. raised those those girls. Anyway, yeah, so Azalea had some homeopathic diagnoses this weekend. <laughs> Do you want to share? share this? It's always better when you read it. I was going to say as well, you know, another great example of someone who doesn't have a bad word to say about anybody who's filled with grace is Azalea Banks. You know, yeah. she really just, she stays in her lane. She keeps her mouth shut. She just gets on with it. She has a duality to her. Like, like she really does have a duality to her where she can say that like sort of amazing, brave thing that she kind of said to Nikki and put out there without like ever really going low, except for calling Charlie XCX a brunette to something like this, where it's like, uh, like, why just say anything then? (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I would love for you to read this. So Azalea posted this really interesting. So, you know, she's been coming at Lizzo for a while. Uh, I was actually listening to some Azalea the other day and I forget, is it like Cunt Contessa or like Anna Wintour where she mentions Lizzo and I was like, wow, she's been beefing for a long time. Like she's been beefing since before Lizzo was Lizzo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she uh, she posts on her IG stories. I was having a conversation last night and I realized that I owe Lizzo a huge apology for popping so much shit. And she tags Lizzo in it. And she goes on. If hip hop will allow a 55 plus severely overweight Buster Rhymes who exhibits major signs of anabolic steroid abuse, adrenal gland failure, and constipation, and will also allow him to have a face full of blackheads and acne from what appears to be testosterone shot abuse, all whilst drinking Molly water in 2023 and wearing cartoon like neon yellow fake gold slick Rick chains, we have absolutely no right to be trying to skewer a young black woman for anything. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) If you were Lizzie, you'd be like, thanks, I I guess. (laughs) I I really would. uh, I think Lizzo, just my feeling about Lizzo is that she would accept this apology (laughs) and probably think this is. No, all of this shit about Busta Rhymes is insane. It's because. He must have done something personally to her because I do feel that that's where a lot of this comes from. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think of it. I don't think anything bad of Busta Rhymes. I love Busta Rhymes. Like, and I looked at a picture of him and I was like, I'm not really seeing any like blackheads or anything. But like when she gets into this, you can't help but like take these sort of diagnoses seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Like when she says it, I'm like, Oh, it's like like the psychic at like uh, Alison Dubois, where yes. it's like when she says something, you're like, I like I get you're right, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's something for me about whenever Azalea comes for anything to do with the digestive system that is like so beautifully vintage Azalea. It's like opening like a beautiful bowl of wine that you've been keeping, and you're just like. Mm. Well, Rihanna, poor is, digestion. <laughs> the gut is very sensitive. And like, I, I think the reason why it's so cutting is like, because like, 
it's so per- it's so personal. Yeah. Like you have bad digestion. Yeah. I did see a post underneath this also posted by Azalea Banks News that she's had beef with Busta Rhymes for a while. He was supposed to feature on Taste State in return for Azalea's verse on his partition remix, but blocked the release last minute against the deal they made. So that's the that's the background of Busta Rhymes. Do you do you want to read what she said to him back in the day? Yeah, she said, I did the remix for him with no pay, as payment was supposed to be the trade-off. He gets the B remix, B-E-Y, Beyonce, and I get the verse on my song to use whenever the fuck I please. This is my intellectual property here. Parts of his lyrics, cadence, flow are of my design. This is going to become a big issue for him. And then she says, at Buster Rhymes, you first, N-word, clear the record before I expose you. Don't act stupid. Call at Ellis and at J Pope and get it done in the next five days. I'm not fucking around with you. (laughs) I mean, that is actually really frustrating. And you know, when I think this happens to her, I feel like I imagine that she's at home and she's listening to her own music Mm -hmm. because a lot of artists do this. And like, I'd be fucking lying if I said that I didn't go back and like read some of the scripts that I've written and been like, damn, that like was that was good or that could have been better or whatever else Mm -hmm. and I feel like she's at home listening to her own shit and then she just gets triggered and riled up about it for a reason because like as much as she would like to think that she's buried that hatchet or sort of moved past it she's triggered in the this is me projecting yeah (laughs) yeah but i but this is what i think kind of happens when it comes out of fucking nowhere for her or she sees a clip and it just like infuriates her Mm -hmm. i agree i think there's a that's i think that's very plausible she did actually release a new song this week how is it i mean i love every piece of music that she makes honestly it's very it's it's reminiscent of like like drill and like uk grime but she's like so nice with it you know and it's called dilemma and uh, (laughs) and i think i remember her there was a video of her that went viral a couple of months back maybe even a couple of weeks back and it's like her at a gig and she's like on the stage like kind of crouched down airdropping songs to people (laughs) it's just like it's just so iconic it makes me laugh so much and i think that's what she was doing and then she had posted a little like clip of it on ig stories a couple of weeks ago and i was like oh shit like azalea's like on a She's like she's like on a like a drill beat or like a like a UK grime beat and like this is really like she sounds really good on it. And somebody had commented on it like, oh, this is like drill. Like, oh, it's like oh, it's like so happy queen, like to hear you on drill. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, oh, shut no. the f-. Yeah, because like it's like UK garage, like UK drill, whatever, UK grime. And then she, she like fired back and it was like something ridiculous. And it was like, I want to do one of those fucking stupid, like <laughs> like English motherfucking <laughs> colonizers, like whatever. Like just read a whole nation to filth. And I was like, okay, well then I I uh, will not say that. <laughs> Were you like fair? Yeah. I mean, okay, I get it. You know, you don't like that when people say that. So it's it sounds to me like a drill beat, but it's okay if that's not what you meant. And yeah. 
and I'm going to shut the fuck up now. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) By the way, that is my favorite kind of humor I've realized is like when people tell each other to shut the fuck up, like that is not like in that way, but whenever like that to me, there's nothing funnier than someone telling another person to shut up in a crazy way. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, I just think it's so funny. Where'd yeah. you get that funny? You know. Yeah, uh, I like to. I like to not just Billy, but I like to crack out. Uh, it's none of your fucking business. Like uh, at, a, at a very innocuous question, which is like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is it could be something like if you're eating dinner and you're having at a restaurant and someone's like, oh, like so, how's the salmon? And you just go, it's none of your fucking business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that shit. I love that shit. It's so funny to me. But like sometimes Eric thinks I mean it when I do stuff like that. And I'm like, what are you like? Are you insane? Like, I would never say that to you and mean it. Like, I wouldn't be here if I meant that. Right. But then like, it's so like, it makes me feel like I'm always saying to him, I'm like, you make me feel like I'm fucking Meryl Streep. (laughs) Like, because there's no way that you think in real life I can mean that unless I am literally the greatest actress of all time. Right. I'm not that But you know what? (laughs) Then then you just double down. You go harder. Yeah. I feel like I've been a jabber mouth. So do you want to talk about Keith Lee? I've been jabber mouthing, but yeah, let's talk about Keith Lee. I got to tell you, every time I read Keith Lee, and first of all, I thought his name was Ken Lee for a little bit. Yeah, and and I don't, Why? I don't know. I think because of that old video of on YouTube of someone singing without you, and they sing Ken Lee, a little bit without you, Ken Lee. Oh, okay. I guess I can understand that. Keith is kind of like Ken, you know? Kind of. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I, yeah, he's, remember, he's, Keith is, they're both old man names. Right. But I think Keith is a sexier old man name. No, yeah. Keith is hot, you know, the name, not the, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was a Keith and a Ken. It would be Keith all day. Yeah. But this is a a younger gentleman by the name of Keith Lee, who is a sort of food reviewer. And he tends to review like mom and pop shops and small businesses. And he has a huge following on TikTok. I think it's just under 15 million followers. And his videos, like we were talking about this before we recorded, we were kind of doing a scroll through. None of those videos are like under 5 million views. Like, no, no. Like we're talking like his Atlanta like this this last one that we're going to play later this is his newest update and i think it's sitting at like 2.4 but the atlanta reviews are sitting each at like 22 million like they're like with in terms of views it's fucking insane Mm -hmm. i didn't go and check the likes on all of them but they were very highly viewed generally though his page like a low video is 1.1 million wow yeah, yeah, people go hard for for Keith. And he has this very like very low key, very straightforward sort of style which is, you know, very no nonsense. He's not going he's not acting like a like a food influencer who wants any kind of special treatment whatsoever. Like he'll pull up to a taco truck if he's invited and give it a really fair review. 
He's apparently known for like tipping really heavy when he loves something. He pays for the food himself. Like he he mostly works in Vegas. He lives in Vegas, so he's done a lot of Vegas stuff, but he buys the food himself. He is not someone that you'd see out at some like influencer food trip or like some sort of, you know, fear, like clearly paid for dining experience. I don't believe those happen in his real life, generally speaking, Mm-mm. but they might. But like he really is the definition of someone who's found a niche, really sticks to it, is honest, authentic. And uh, while I, I typically find food to be so subjective that I'm not particularly interested in food content, mm-hmm. I, I tr- he's someone that when I watch him, I, tr- I trust him. Yes. You know? Yeah. He'll do he'll do we'll be good about getting the crunch, the angles, you know what I mean? Like the things (laughs) where I'm like, yeah, that crunch is what I expected. He gives the people what they want. And it it is always very unfussy and very unpretentious. So like, I remember I watched a a video of him where he was like reviewing something and he was like sat on like one of his like child's chairs. Yes. Like this like little tiny chair. (laughs) Like a kid's like that you'd put on the side of the soccer field. Yes. And he'd like go and do a, like a grab and go from a restaurant, which is again, all about keeping it low key. I think just kind of popping in being like, oh, everybody told me to check out this place. So I went and got it and here I am. I'm going to give my honest review. So there's no sort of like big ceremony around it. That's anyway. how he picks his places he goes to. He says either a bunch of people reached out to me, someone directly reached out to me and said like, can you please come? Like he always says food food places struggle for me. They're like, it's one of three things. And part of me, if I'm going to forget, but he said like either the food quality, the service or marketing. Mm. And so especially when people reach out and say like, we're suffering from like a lack of marketing, like this is a, you know, family business, like they're struggling. Like, so he will go to places where there's like incentive to go there to boost the restaurant's profile. But yeah. Yeah. So that's like, he only does it if someone, if it's like highly suggested or, or a direct ask. And he is very, uh, I'd, I'd say he has a, a very sort of like a gentle demeanor, like a mild and gentle demeanor that seems very honest and fair. I'll say that. Like no, no sort of hyperbole. So you, I, I would feel safe with Keith. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Did we mention he's a professional fighter? Oh yeah. He was an MMA fighter. Yeah. So like he has, it was sort of an interesting jaunt into this type of fame for him. You know what I mean? (gasps) Can you imagine if he boxed Jake Paul? Honey, can you imagine? And did you know that Logan Paul won the the biggest title in WWE this week? Did he? He did. Listen, I know that you're like mad at him, Mm -hmm. but even Jake watched him win the title. So like you can be happy for him sometimes. Now you're making me feel like we're on opposite sides. It's okay if we are, by the way. Conflict is fine. (laughs) I'm just, I'm still mad at him, you know? I know. I understand. (sighs) But you're a good mom. I just, uh, you know, I'm trying my best with my boys. Anyway. (laughs) So Keith went to Atlanta with his family. And while he was there, wanted to check out some of the local restaurants, some of the local food scene. And it felt like the odds were sort of stacked against him a little bit. So he visited this place called the Atlanta Breakfast Club, which he didn't have a a great time at, but he gave it a kind of fairly positive review based on the food and, you know, knock points off for there being not enough space to wait and, and just sort of little things like that. And then they went to a place called the Real Milk and Honey, where they tried to kind of call in an order ahead of time. 
and then they couldn't and then they showed up and you know the restaurant said that it was open it was its normal business hours on um on google but it wasn't and then the restaurant owners i guess recognized that it was keith lee and offered to open the restaurant he was like no 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 like don't do that that's fine and then did a you know did a video about his experience and then had said like you know this isn't this is an excuse to kind of pile on like don't do any brigading just giving you my honest opinion and the real milk and honey were a little bit pressed did we did we say too that like he never goes and picks up the food himself because or like has anyone know that it's him right and that, yeah like his family went in ahead of him and he was maybe going to come in later but they wouldn't do takeout either right it seemed like it was a bit of a clusterfuck the whole kind of like this ordering of it all like at, at no point this wasn't like a slight on the food it was like the level of service and sort of maybe mixed information and sort of and stuff like they that didn't get food. they didn't get food yeah so yeah so yeah keith was very honest and he put up this video where he was essentially saying you know this was my experience and so i didn't get to try it and blah 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 and then the real milk and honey put up a little response which i think we should play yeah it's actually they they took their response down but we've got a sort of re-upload with a little bit of commentary and a stitch the real milk and honey has officially announced that they're closing their doors actually no they didn't but they might as well have because look at this video that they posted earlier <laughs> and who is this keith lee daddy you don't know keith lee yeah no if you plan on opening a business i think that you should at least take one course in crisis management <laughs> You were not Mariah Carey, that I don't know who that is bit is not cute. It's as simple as apologizing and saying that you're going to try to do better. But I don't know why we expected more from someone whose house rules list is the most sarcastic crap I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I made a video about this yesterday. and At the end, I said that, you know, I don't think we should bash or try to ruin these businesses because they're black businesses. And to me, black businesses deserve a second chance. And to my surprise, a whole bunch of the comments were like, absolutely not. <laughs> If they're rude, they're rude. I'm not supporting anyone who's rude, period. And I said, you know what? I got to respect it. And after seeing their response video, I might have to agree. I mean, it's not that bad. Their response? It's like, it's a little, it's like snarky, but it's like, oh no, like batten down the hatches, close your doors. Like these people are so incredibly rude. It's like, it's not that deep. I, I think it's a really bad look. It's a bad I look. Think it's a very bad look because on the other hand, so... Candy from Real Housewives of Atlanta. They went to Old Lady Gang, which is her brunch spot. And when they went, they when they called ahead and said, "Can we do takeout?" They said that they don't do takeout, and that was sort of Keith's statement on that, right? So, I think that I think that candy put out a really great video that was her being like very gracious and her just saying like you know we really have seen an uptick in customers since the pandemic we're very full our weekend times are our busiest times so we don't do takeout on the weekends which i know you understand but like monday through friday come get you know your takeout if you want and I thought that was just very gracious, this sort of this sort of sketch. I mean, it's it is the the problem. The thing with it is that it's it's lame. That's yes. what I think bothers me about it. Is it's, it's quite corny. Lame. It's very corny. But it's also it's giving slightly. It does give Pia 
because like there's no reason for him to disrespect them to disrespect Keith like when they are still one of the most popular restaurants it seems in Atlanta this I think soured people big time because instead of saying nothing they decided to put out this sort of who you know like mm-hmm. I don't know I just think it's like to me it's not rude to Keith or like disrespectful to Keith, I I just think it is a bad look for them. They look like assholes. Yeah, it's, it looks ugly and petty. I suppose like there's something about the framing of that. And forgive me, I've closed the tab, so I forget her name. But there's something about um, what that TikToker said that's like you know apologize and say you'll do better. And I'm like, well, that's that's the kind of advice you'd give to someone who you know like. <laughs> <laughs> like like misspoke about like a, a a tense like socially justice like loaded issue it's like i i feel that people's response to it rather than thinking that's kind of lame and corny and like not a bad look okay i'm gonna move on with my life is to be like these people need to do better like it just seems i don't know disproportionate i guess yeah i guess i mean like it's just yeah, I don't know. Like, I think people would have still kept going if they didn't do that. Yeah, they shouldn't have said anything. You could, I would also like, there's something about, because it's like a, a guy, a, a, like an older guy, a woman, and then like a kid. And then the kid's like, you don't know who Keith Lee is? Like, you could read that as her being like, dad, you don't know anything. Like, I will, I personally read it as the only people who know who Keith Lee is is a bunch of little kids. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I'm, that yeah. might be true. It's, I think there's like, there's a certain bit of like open to interpretation about it that like, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's an ugly look, but it's not like they didn't set him on fire. So, well, that's good. <laughs> You shouldn't be doing that. But I mean, obviously. Did you see, though, that one of the owners called him autistic? What? Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, I was just viewing this through the lens of like that little snippet of video I'd seen and then like their full apology and like a sort of what I would say was a hysterical response in the in the comment section. I didn't realize they were being nasty. So, and then, you know, crutches and spice. No she's disabled she does a lot of disability advocacy oh i know her i know her yes the real milk and honey called him autistic like a slur like a slur and like well like also we don't know that he's autistic but like yes like a slur basically being like yeah just because like who cares and then like crutches and spice made a video saying that like it's ironic that they say that like he's autistic like that's a bad thing because Mm -hmm. like the autistic people i know are some of the most like fair and discerning people Mm -hmm. and when they are like you know interested in something they study it they care about it like they you know and also she pointed out that there's like an alarmingly high rate of unemployment amongst autistic people. And so that if if an autistic person was able to, and like, oh, we don't know that Keith's autistic, by the way. Like, she's just pointing out that if this is true, like it, may, it would make sense and be a good thing. Because like, if an autistic person can carve out a niche for themselves in this world in order to find employment, then that's actually like a really amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I now I feel like I uh, did like something like, like 
someone would do a Dungeons and Dragons and be like, oh, well, you're not going to talk about the owner calling him autistic. <laughs> so I, I feel bad that I, I just revealed that, but I, I sensed that you didn't know that that happened. I did not. No, thank you. I, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was like a little tiny clip that was just poorly timed and corny. I didn't realize they were being dicks. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I mean like, well, the video is like still mad unprofessional, but like then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then we go to like Keith has autism because he doesn't want to deal with our restaurant. No, can we talk about how we went through the real milk and honey? Like someone had mentioned the rules for the real milk and honey that are insane. I actually, it was interesting because we were looking at the, we we're trying to find the menu for reasons that will become clear in a moment. But I was finding it really difficult to find the menu on the website, but I could find the rules very easily. <laughs> it's like, it's unbelievable because I was like, uh, you know, I'm thinking of what they have for brunch fare and I am so sure. I know what it is. I know it's like brioche French toast with like, you know, like, peaches or something you know what i mean i know that it's because it's georgia mm -hmm. you know it's probably a peach heavy menu i feel like there you know there's definitely some sort of like salmon breakfast thing there's like maybe like an eggs and tomato type thing like i i know exactly what they have at this place that's that's basically what i'm saying is without seeing the menu i know what it is however why wouldn't you have a menu their website is fucking broken. It's a very bad website to try and navigate. It is indeed. Yeah, and it's all it's all the things that you would expect. Uh, shrimp and grits, salmon hash, crab cake benedict, chicken and biscuits, grown up French toast, chicken and waffles, lobster, egg and cheese, croissant, you know, bits, nice bits. But so here the, the rules. <laughs> yeah, so the house rules. Okay, this is insane. This is, I'm trying to even think of where else you could implicate rules like this. Like a sex dungeon. The only time I've seen it, and, and actually they use the same font in the sex dungeon that I, that I went to. Uh, okay. Yeah. One, we guarantee great food. Everything else is left to chance. We try our hardest though, we really do. Two, we do not provide individual checks. However, we will allow up to three forms of payment. Three, 18% gratuity is added to parties of five or more or checks larger than $75. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think checks larger than $75 is kind of punishing you for being a good customer, but like I wouldn't, I, whatever. Mm -hmm. So no modifications to any of the menu items. If you have a food allergy, please choose another item without the allergen. Five, be nice. Six. Which, by the way, is the only thing that's not in bold. Be nice. Yeah, it's the only, number five is the only one that's not in bold. Six, no reservations unless you're Barack Obama. Hey, there's an exception to every rule. Seven, no table hibernation. 90 minute max. Others have to eat too. What? <laughs> like, I understand not hogging a table, for, but like in 90 minutes? Like you better hope that their their service is quick enough that they get food out quickly. And I've heard the service is not great. great. Like I've heard the service is not, you know, you're not getting hit timely with like the I wonder how well that's enforced. Mm. Eight. If we prepare your selective item 
to our menu specifications, we will not remove the item from your bill. Our entrees are not samples. Thanks. That's so unnecessary. I know. The last line. Nine, no party parties larger than four on days that end in Y. We're a small place. When we get busy, large groups are hard to accommodate. We do not push tables together, which is in direct conflict with rule three. Number three. Yeah. Okay. Ten, we have no waiting area inside. Keep in mind, if on the wait list, you can receive a text when your table is ready. Naps in your car are fine. <laughs> and that's when all of this stuff, I'm like, okay, I've been to places that are like kind of impossible, like, or there's like unnecessary rules or whatever, like, sure. But when I got to nap in your car, I lost my mind. Yeah. Because like, there's no nap when you're waiting on this, you know, like when I nap, I nap. <laughs> Like, if you want me to lay with my eyes shut, like listening to an audiobook in the car, I can do that. But I can't promise you I'm going to wake up for a text. There is no French toast on this planet that is that good. <laughs> like, no. And like, it's Atlanta. So, like, you're not going to be able to just sit there in your, with your car, like, not at least stalled in, in doing the ACs. So, you're burning. Like, you can burn half a, a, half a tank of gas waiting there for a couple hours in some vehicles mm -hmm. so I, like I, i'm i'm honestly just blown away and then come to find out from a lot of people on twitter twitter was very involved in this a lot of people on twitter are just saying like this is very common they kept mentioning grass on the walls which i think is like they huh. there's must be a lot of places that use like faux greenery on the walls you know like the way that people sort of that was a style a couple of years ago to have mm. like a grass wall mm -hmm. so they're saying like all these grass wall restaurants and like i was like wow that really does paint a picture but keith like did a lot of amazing acts when he was in atlanta where he like doubled people's like whatever they made for that day he doubled it so he was able to like i mean like some of these restaurants really needed help you know mm -hmm. so after all this, after the cruel autism reaction, it was a really cruel, that is honestly. Cruel. Yeah. And then like all these people calling him out, there's people that don't even follow him. I guess there's this guy, Ocho, who is not Chad Ochocinco, I, I don't believe. Keith stitches this video with him where he basically is where this guy is going to say like Keith is ruining black businesses and he's going to give his final send off to Atlanta after all of this. Cause he said also that this has called his family's safety into question. Wow. That he's been getting threats. And I'm like for fucking what, like the real milk and honey, like all of the small businesses he saw in Atlanta, he gave really good fucking reviews. So, like, there's people who are riding for the real milk and honey like that. Mm -hmm. Like, anyway, so here's Keith's final video. Okay, but I don't like the fact of what he's doing. Ocho. I, I don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't like, Ocho. I don't like the critiquing of our restaurants and, and having people and, 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 and talking bad about our goddamn businesses. And, Ocho. like, dude, you know Ocho. how hard, you know how it hard is. it is and I get it. Ocho. for us to Ocho. even get in the food industry and to have Ocho. our own restaurant. And so, Ocho. Like, what are we doing? 
Let's talk about it. First, I want to say God bless you and I respect your opinion. Your opinion is just as valuable as the next person's opinion. But I do agree with you. It is hard to open a restaurant. It is hard to get the funding. It is hard to have people come in. I agree. And I'm blessed enough to be a marketing platform for those restaurants completely free. To me, it seems like you have no idea who I am. And again, that's okay with me. The main point was my qualifications. I'll be honest with you. I've been a professional fighter for almost 10 years. I've traveled the world eating food. I've cut weight from anywhere from 170 pounds to 135 pounds. And food is one of the most important things when it comes to cutting weight. So at the end of the day, I'm just a foodie. I agree with you. I've been blessed enough to be in this position. But then in return, I want to ask you, what are your qualifications to have this firm stance on this topic? Because to me, this seems like your first time ever seeing me. And if it's not, again, I have another question. Why is this your first time speaking on me? We've been blessed enough to raise over $40,000 for a restaurant owner who has cancer. We've been blessed enough to be used as a vessel to retire a teacher in less than 24 hours. We've been blessed enough to be a part of keeping multiple restaurants doors open. And all of this within the span of 10 months. I want to be very clear. That question isn't to say you or anybody else should know who I am. I simply ask, if this isn't your first time seeing me, what stopped you from talking about the positive things we've been able to do? Specifically to the community that you are worried about us negatively affecting. And to your point, that's without any form of qualifications. And let's be honest, I think one of the main reasons of why we're here is because I'm relatable. I'm a customer like everybody else. I pay for my food like everybody else. I don't take anything from these restaurants. No matter how much business comes from any post I make, I don't take any money. If I was to go to school and get all of the qualifications and start talking in big words that not a lot of people understand, would they still come out and wait in four-hour lives? I don't believe so. I'm a normal person just like you. So again, you are completely entitled to your opinion, and so am I. And my opinion is that you should have done a lot more research before you made this firm stance, especially on a platform like yours. I don't go anywhere and just give my unsolicited opinion. You said I should only get positive reviews. The reason I don't believe that it worked because it'd be inauthentic. And hypothetically, if I was to be inauthentic and you waited in a three-hour wait time and you got to the front and the food was trash, who you gonna be mad at? The restaurant owner or me? Those 600 people who waited in line, they gonna all make videos and say I'm a fraud, say I lied. And that four-hour line only gonna be there that one time because everybody gonna say the food is trash. Simply just despite me, not even a restaurant themselves. But if it's a restaurant where the people really put their time and their effort into, that four-hour wait time is gonna be four hours the next day and the next day. And the next day. God willingly, of course. Again, I'm going to be very clear. I think you are completely entitled to your opinion, just like I am. 99% of my videos have ended very positively. Charge my car for 2673 That's what she said she made when sales today. Instead of crying, you need to rejoice. Their total sales was 2200 for the day. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Look at these cars lined up, y'all. This area is always in. Oh, you got the people attention now. Mm-hmm. Talk that talk, George. So to make the narrative that all I do is tear down businesses is completely false. This is my last time speaking on anything that has to do with Atlanta. I want to get back to the fun, get back to eating, get back to touring, get back to going to good restaurants. I just want to eat food and mind my business like I always have. And this last week, I've heard a lot of questions like, why him? A bunch of people eat food. Why is him and his family so successful? Why do y'all pay attention to what him and his family say? And to that, I simply ask, why not? God bless you. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Y'all be safe. Amen. Be safe. Yeah, he really is a man of God, too. Like, that's the thing that's like so... I don't know. There's a lot of things about him. I'm, you know, I'm not like, oh, he's a God lover. Amazing. But like, yeah, like I'm like, I'm just, yeah, I want people to leave him alone. He's a sweet boy. He's a sweet boy. He's doing a, a lot of work for a lot of black owned businesses. And I think it's really interesting how he ends that, which is like a lot of people ask like, why him? Like, and I think that's probably where a lot of this, like, 
any negativity towards Keith is coming from because he is a normal dude and he's just managed to find a way of making a living doing something that he really loves and I think people are really jealous of that like who wouldn't want a job where you can make money just eating food (laughs) and you know what pardon me but exactly like I think people are infuriated that they didn't think of this first, mm-hmm. you know. And by the way, I do want to just correct myself. I do think that might have been Chad Ochocinco. I'm not sure, but yeah, no. Like this is a very blessed thing that he is doing, and I'm just yeah, I'm happy it was him. Like this just makes me feel even more like happy it was him. Yeah, and always like the thing that I that I find very frustrating is that is the like the why not me of it all Mm. and it's and it's often and and here's the shitty truth of it because you didn't do the work because you're not interesting and uh you know that's that that comes down to it for so many people like whenever i'm reading these hater snark things and they're like why her why this why that i could do that i could do that then do it then then fucking do it yeah, and like that it's like I hate to break this to you but the thing is is you're not doing it. Yeah. So like that's why that's why they're doing it and you're not doing it is because you're not doing it. Yeah. It just drives me nuts. And like yeah, I've said that for like you know I always say that with like mommy bloggers and stuff like that. Like you're not interesting, so you have to exploit your fucking kids. Asshole. Yeah. Anyway. God bless Keithley. Yeah. I'm happy for him yeah. and yeah, you know, I, and I'm happy for all the restaurants. Their juicy jerk is a place that's like does jerk ribs, and I'm like, if I if I go to Atlanta, I want to check that out. Yeah, the only time I ever went to Atlanta, I was on a layover with my mom and her then boyfriend, and there was a waiter that was dressed like Michael Jackson, oh. but we were not at a theme restaurant. Oh, and I remember being like mom why is that guy just like michael jackson and my mom and my mom's boyfriend basically kind of telling me to shut up <laughs> they were so, it seemed they were so weirded out by it themselves yeah so that's the show that's the show god bless we've got more to talk about in the privacy we will we, we, we've got stuff we need to we need to say there was so many stories in this episode but they were all good we've been very celebby lately i know mark zuckerberg towards acl for all of our techno friends you know <laughs> yes he did in the octagon we'll talk to you soon though in the words of um keith lee god bless and stay safe be Love safe bye, bye. Shawty that look like a double G Every girl in here 10 But it ain't no Tennessee And you might just get some money But it ain't no guarantee Delta G's on the left Delta G's on the right And you know I stay in Texas I don't really like to fight Like we in 2013 Shawty do it for the vine Shawty moving real well I might have to wind it down Threw the money to the center Now watch it hit the flow Now rack it up huh? Rack, rack, rack it up King, bag it up huh? Back, back, bag it up King, stack it up Stack, stack, stack it up She said, where you at? Sam Marcus down in Texas And if I drop a pin Best believe that she on the Thought way. Thought she was important, but I'm moving right about the way. Delta G's tonight. 
told her, baby, I got cheese tonight. Get a scholarship. I ain't smoking on no TAC, low tolerance. All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow. Like they tell her, shout out TurboTax, tax refund. What's another? Back to quarterback at recess. No rush. You gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission. No rush. This ain't UT, white shirt, orange like a pump. Mama called me, asked me how college is. And I said, bust. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.